Welcome to Inside the Economy. I'm Larry House. Thanks for joining me. A quick look at the numbers here. Good news coming out of the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. First estimate for second quarter GDP, 4.1. Yay. A lot of people were in the high twos, low threes. It's a good number. It doesn't have to hold. Uh, it's very positive. It's an integral part of some of the other things I'm going to talk about, but the GDP number was great. Oil is back below 70. So it comes as a surprise to no one. Uh, Iran has the same inflation rate that Venezuela does right now. They have political problems, not necessarily production problems. Uh, and Iraq is now getting a lot of oil from the Saudis because Iran shut them off because they weren't paying their bills. Anyway, the GDP number is good. Uh, historically, GDP has grown about 3.2%. That's when we've had inflation. Well, we haven't had that in a long time. We have the beginnings of inflation right now, but a good growth number, good GDP growth number. It's popped up a little tiny bit, if you can look at that line. But there's a historical back to about 1948. It's, uh, it's good number. It isn't great news, but given the $20 trillion size of this economy, it is clearly evident that the expansion part of this business cycle is going to continue. And we'll talk about the Fed there at the end. Uh, a lot of it is now more state-specific. Census Bureau is coming up with these numbers a lot faster than they have been. And it's very clear that high-tax, high-expense, very expensive cities and those states aren't growing the way a lot of other places are, New York, California specifically. Uh, if you look here, it is the low-tax states, Colorado, Texas, Washington, Montana, Utah, that are seeing influx of people. They're seeing influx of growth, new businesses, a little more ambition out here because it's simply cheaper. I think that uh, part of this is this one. Consumers aren't wild about spending. Their spending is up a little bit but still below norms. However, mortgages are way down. They're very sensitive to price and the cost. And there are some new home formations, just not the huge number that we have been in the past. The momentum is building for new home formations. All the millennials are finally moving out, starting new homes. That's where the money is. You buy a house, you buy furniture, you buy something for the garages. The momentum is filling, and the important part of this whole thing is that the homes that are built single and multifamily, are in fact occupied. Prices are adjusting. I think this is clear information to the Federal Reserve that their raising rates is starting to have an impact. Money is not quite as cheap as it was. I certainly wouldn't call it expensive, but prices have to adjust down because that 36% of adjusted gross that qualifying ratio, there's a lot of people that were out there looking that were right on the line. And when the mortgage rates go up and the payments go up, they drop out of the marketplace. And that's what happened with a lot of these prices. Now, these are May numbers. The June numbers, I think, have perked up a little tiny bit. But it's reasonable to assume that the trend has changed, given that the Federal Reserve is likely to continue to raise rates. Now, there's a great statistic out there. It's affectionately known as the, quote, good time to buy a house number. That's in the orange. 
Well, it's down. There's a lot of people who were out looking for a home that aren't that wild about it now because, quote, rates go up. By the way, in the last couple of years, rates have gone up a little over half a percent. So it isn't that big a deal, but psychologically it is. So when they're not putting cash down and closing these deals, prices have to adjust because mortgages aren't ready to come down yet. Here's mortgage rates. This goes back to the 60s. Mortgage rates have been a lot higher. Some of us have lived through that, some of us haven't. But if you look at the last decade, uh, rates have been creeping down slowly and they've been creeping up slowly. It isn't, on a scale of things, a huge deal. Now, the trend of rates and the cost of money and everything is not down anymore. It is, in fact, stabilized with a slightly positive outlook, just like the economy. Rates are going to stay up here for the foreseeable future. The Federal Reserve is going to make sure that happens. They're still accommodative. Here's mortgages, the 10-year, the 2-year, and the Fed funds chart for the last decade. It's pretty horizontal. The rates creep up a little bit, but in the overall trend, it's not huge. The Fed is going to continue to raise rates. I think they're going to slow down a little bit and maybe extend certainly into maybe late 2019 because they have motivation now and some numbers to back it up. But they'll stop shortly thereafter. They're looking for the nominal rate of stability that will keep the cost of money from getting too out of hand and it won't slow down growth. It's a magic number. By the way, since the Federal Reserve got started way back when, They've never really found that number very long. They generally overshoot. It's okay. Now, here is basically, for those of you that like to follow the, the technical side of things, the investment bond market. This is the investment grade bond market. It's about five and a quarter trillion. Most of it in the still investment grade, but lowest quality corporate bond called a triple B. There's about $3 trillion out there in triple Bs. Everything lower quality than that, a double B, a single B, so on down the alphabet, and a lot that aren't rated, junk bonds, there's a lot more of them out there. They are starting to feel the impact of the, quote, junk market because money is getting a little more expensive. The interesting part about this chart is you look all the way at the bottom of the true corporate triple A's, by the way, the United States of America is not a triple A, it's a double A plus. The true corporate triple A's, they are extraordinarily rare, and I can assure you that you can almost never find them out in the marketplace. If you had the opportunity to own one, you certainly wouldn't sell it just because you felt you needed cash. Now, another word on tariffs. Tariffs are getting a lot of press these days. As a quick reminder, the big dollars are in cars. And the people we care most about who put our cars together and build components for our cars are Canada and Mexico. It's a NAPFA deal. It's always been a NAPFA deal for a year and a half now. They're coming back and trying to put that deal back together. The real money comes from Canada. The semi-small money comes from Mexico. Now, we do import a fair amount of stuff from Japan. They used to do components. 
Generally, they're assembled cars. Yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. They're the big number. What isn't in these numbers, and if you look at them, you know, 20 billion from Germany, 39 billion from Japan, so on and so forth, what isn't in these numbers are what those manufacturers from those various countries produce here. And you're going to see that trend continue. General Motors is having that crisis right now. They have a huge old line plant, I think it's in Michigan, that makes the Chevy Cruze. They also have a plant in Mexico that makes the same car. And they were seriously considering moving all that production down there. I think given the current political environment, that's not going to happen. They're going to keep the plant up in Michigan open. I think it's in Michigan. Now, good business deal for GM if they keep the price down on the Chevy Cruze. I think the $1,800 or so that would cost more, they're simply going to pass on to the U.S. customers. Plan on it. I don't believe for a minute in this political and public relations environment, they're going to move a huge plant down to Mexico. Mexicans are very sad about that. Well, that's just the way it's going to happen. So here we are. Good GDP number, 4.1. Most of that was, which is great news to me, fixed business investment. That's new plant, new equipment, that kind of stuff. It's very clear that Manufacturing America is anticipating we're going to be doing more specialized manufacturing here. Tariff is a reason. It's fine. We're also going to be processing more of our own raw materials here. Not buying so much aluminum from China and Germany. Well, increasing specialized manufacturing takes about 18 months. Opening up new smelters for aluminum and steel mills, well, that's like three years. Takes a little time. There's a little lag time. But the trend is very clear. Again, Consumers are doing fine. They're not spending too much money. They're not a huge source of inflation. More manufacturing moving here or certainly staying here, like in the GM example. The Fed is going to stay in their very comfortable spot right now. I don't think they're going to raise here next month. They might, 50-50. The party raise again in 2018. Raised three times, I don't think is very likely. Maybe twice. Maybe twice in 2019. Then they're going to be done. That will be when we start to see the expansion in this business cycle slow. But it's out the end of 2019. To me, great news. Fundamentally good for investing. Not great for the emerging markets and the rest of the world, but it's good for the U.S. Again, if you have any questions or something you want me to cover in this Inside the Economy, Send it to info at shwj.com. I'm happy to deal with it. Okay. Well, uh, good news. Great. And uh, I appreciate you joining me. Thank you.